Okay, we went way off left. Yeah. Too much pod talk. <laughs> way, way too much pod talk. Welcome back to another episode of Too Much Pod Talk as we continue our 30 teams and 30 pods. And this this episode will be the Rangers. And I have special guests on today, the new Rangers bullpen coach, uh, Doug Mathis. Just He was just hired back in January. And he was... Uh, minor league pitching coach for the past three years with uh, the Seattle and Toronto organizations. And he also pitched professionally for 11 years in the big leagues. Oh, yeah. He only uh, pitched in 45 games in the minor leagues from 2008 to 2010 with the Rangers. He also pitched in Japan, South Korea, and Taiwan. So he's, you know, he's been around. So... So it's exciting to you know talk to somebody from the organization. So I this is I'm Alex and then I also have uh, Johnny on this my other my other guy is on Johnny. So hey, how's it going? Hello, Johnny. How are you? Good, good. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Getting excited? Was oh, it yeah. seven days? Little pitches and catches report. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're our first day. Yeah, report day is the 11th. First workout's the 12th. So yeah, it's uh, it's it always goes fast. Pretty much after uh, after you know Christmas and the, the new year, it always spring training kind of comes fast. So right, yeah. So how's it been like to get accustomed? Like some of the players, how has it been like getting to know them? It's been good. It's it's always whenever you're you know you're a new guy and you know you're you're changing teams. I've done that. You know this is my second time doing that now. Um, right. And even going in when I first started with Seattle, um, that's always probably the most important thing you do as a coach going in and just kind of getting to know those guys, building those relationships. Um, and you know you don't you don't really talk about too much baseball, too much pitching you know, early on. You just try to get to know them, kind of where they're from, what they like to do, and you know if you kind of share any common interests. So. That's really what you kind of use. It's good to use the off season, <clears throat> excuse me, to uh, to kind of introduce yourself to guys, and then and when guys come in early, it's good to have this time to in a relaxed kind of format to to uh, just kind of get to know more as a person because you have plenty of time to talk about baseball stuff. It's it's always always good to kind of take your time and sometimes pump the brakes a little bit on the baseball talk. Yeah, right. It's always good. And who's Who's like one of some of the guys that you've gotten to know the most, uh, like so far? You say? Um, well, I made a trip down to the Dominican um, to see some of the guys down there. Um, I met with like uh, Jose Leclerc, um, Rafael Montero, uh, Edison Volquez, who actually I know Volky from when I played, so it was good to see him again. Um, and a few other guys that are that are um, coming to camp. I got so I got to know those guys down there. It was kind of cool. Got to go, you know, see them at their houses and just mm-hmm. kind of, kind of meet them and and they, you know, they welcome us into into their houses. So that was kind of cool to see that. Um, and then it really, everyone's just kind of on the same in, in the same spot. Like I, I'm, I've really kind of, I've talked to these guys on the phone a few times and then um, starting to put faces to names. So it's, I'm still in the process of getting to know everybody. Um, so it's, uh, it's always, always f- challenging but fun. Um, you know, when you're when you're doing that, yeah, definitely. It sounds exciting. Must be pretty exciting to get you know get an opportunity to be in the major leagues uh, with coaching a coaching a team like this, a young team that's got some promise. Yeah, yeah, and I'm excited. Um, I you know I got lucky in a way. Um, 
with how it all worked out. I think, um, you know, you always want to be like kind of the right, right place, right time thing. And, um, you know, Oscar Marine who left, uh, left here to go take the pirates job. Um, I've actually known Oscar for years, um, when he was coaching here with the Rangers, when I was still playing and we always stayed in touch. And then I actually had him as my pitching coordinator for, for two years with, uh, with Seattle when I was over there. So I worked, worked with him. And then when he came back over here, I would left and went to Toronto. Um, and then he obviously got the job and it just so happened that, um, I got the interview with the Rangers and, you know, it worked out. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. I'm excited to get the opportunity. You know, it happened fast. I was, mm-hmm. I was pretty sure I was going back to the to the Blue Jays. I was already kind of, you know, focused on that. And then I got a phone call one day from, from the uh, Blue Jays farm director Gil Kim, and you know, we wanted to know if I wanted to interview for for the you know, Rangers bullpen job, and mm-hmm. I uh, obviously said yes. So, but coming back over here has been been great. It's, uh, you know, I always I loved it when I played here. And then um, come back over here as a coach. It's it's been it's probably been a little easier transition for me just because I played here and a lot of the guys that are here um, that are that were here when I played, like you know, like John Daniels and you know Josh Boyd and multiple other you know coaches and front office guys are still here. So that transition has been been pretty good. They're you know they're familiar with me. Um, you know, I haven't come up with the Rangers, so I kind of had all that that kind of background stuff built in. So it's been a pretty smooth transition so far yeah definitely sounds exciting it sounds like you're really uh, looking forward to the opportunity so yeah uh, absolutely what would you kind of like bring from your pitching days to like be as a coach what do you kind of think like some of the best lessons you learned that you kind of try to teach other other pitchers uh the way i try to approach guys is that it's you know i've I've played at every level. Um, I've played overseas in Japan, Korea, and Taiwan. I've played. I've pitched in winter ball in Venezuela and the Dominican. And I think it's just being able to kind of relate to the players and you know kind of let them know that you know whether whether they're going good or going bad that you've kind of you've been in their shoes. Um, not saying that you know you know I don't know you know I I, I know way less than than things I I know about and I think if you can just kind of let them know that you, you, know, you you've been in their shoes and, and you you know what they're going through, um, and just kind of create conversations that way. It's kind of how I try to approach it. Um, but you can you can fall back on you know multiple experiences from whether it was, you know, things you did when you're coming up in the minor leagues, you know, situations that you um, had while you were in the big leagues or when you were kind of bouncing around um, in in AAA or going overseas. I think there's a lot of things you can relate to the players with. And then just using like other players that you played with that, um, you know, other examples of, of guys that were successful when you played kind of, kind of using those guys as examples too of, of the things that they can pay attention to or, or kind of using, um, you know, kind of comparisons of, you know, you're kind of similar to this guy. I played with this guy. He was really good. Um, stuff like that. I think just, you know, not saying that like, you know, you got, you have to listen to me cause I've, you know, I've been there, done that type thing, but I think it's just letting the guys know that, um, you know, I know what you're going through. So, and, and I think having them understand that, you know, how hard the game is and you know how difficult it can be, especially at the major league level that, um, you're going to have your ups and downs and that, you know, you're not going to nail it every night and that's okay. And, 
but what can we do to kind of figure out how to get better and not worry about like, you know, the bad things that are going on. I think that helps out a lot. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely some good advice to, to you have. And uh, what's kind of like some of the fun things that you get to do when you're like around the team? Like, have you, you know, played any games or anything with the, some of the, some of the guys? Um, the, the, the most fun I have with guys is, is really, you know, I, I like the, um, you know, just the, the clubhouse interaction with guys. I'm a coach that um, I know you have to kind of separate yourself sometimes from the players and get in their space and not be, you know, too involved in, in the clubhouse. But I like to, um, you know, walk through the clubhouse and kind of see what they're talking about and, you know, they mix in, mix in with some of the conversations and the band they have going on, you know, whether they're talking about, you know, whatever game's going on or whatever, you know, whatever they, whatever's going on that day, just kind of listen to them talk. That's always fun. Then my, my big thing I like to do with guys is just to, um, you know, kind of see them off the field. And a lot, a lot of time that is like um, going out on the golf course. Um, that's like right. my only hobby I have. I like to play golf. And I think that's, that's a valuable time to, to spend with guys because um, you're out there, you know, together for four hours and you can, really talk about anything you want and you're kind of sharing that common interest and um it kind of kind of builds that relationship that way and um you know th those are pretty simple things but um i don't really i try to i try to be a coach that you know creates those relationships but i also understand that you you um have to kind of you can't go too far because then the players you know they'll they'll kind of view you as a player more than a coach so you've kind of got to be careful with how you balance that mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned about, you know, pitching in Japan, South Korea, and Taiwan. Like, what is, what's, like, some of the differences between pitching, you know, overseas and from here? Yeah, I think the, the, the biggest things off the bat, obviously, is just the culture um, of all those countries. Um, they're, I think that's the biggest adjustment you have to make when you, when you go to any country, even if you're going to play winter ball, you know, you're, you're in a different country, you're in a, you know, you're probably speaking a different language. Um, the baseball is, you know, probably different, but when it gets down to it, you're still playing the same game. And there's certain things that, that work in certain spots and you kind of have to learn and be able to communicate the best you can. Um, but I think it's more the cultural um, mm -hmm. adjustments you have to make, whether it's, you know, adjusting to the food, adjusting to, you know, the language barrier, adjusting to the lifestyle, um, adjusting to, you know, how the media operates in all, all, you know, different spots, how the fans interact with you. Um, yeah. that's a big adjustment too, that going to, going to Korea and Japan, the, the fans are probably a lot more, I want to say, I don't want to say like, there's, they're a little more interactive. I think, I think they're a little more like, um, I guess they're, they're, it's more of like a, I guess I would just describe it as like kind of a soccer atmosphere to where they're, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that the fans here in the States aren't good by, by any means, but it's just, it's a different, uh, different atmosphere. And I think that can, that can be an adjustment too of going to your first game, a couple of games there and, you know, there's music playing, there's songs mm -hmm. being, being played and it's a little more rowdy environment in a lot of those a lot of those situations than when you go to games here um, but then when you peel all that back it's still you're still playing baseball so it's it's you always have that to fall back on 
Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like playing, you know, every game like at the A's stadium with all the drums and stuff they make, all the noises they make. Yeah, yeah. At first, it can catch you off guard, but yeah. it's uh, it can be a little overwhelming if you're not, you know, mm-hmm. if you kind of pay attention to that stuff, but you get used to it. Uh, just like anywhere else, once you kind of just accept it and that's the way it is, wherever you're at, just kind of embrace where you're at. That's it's usually the best approach to take. Yeah, for sure. So, I guess just, I don't know, if anything else you want to, you know, talk about with the team that, you know, I I didn't ask about? It. Uh, no, I mean, I think, um, you know, our group here is, I think we have a chance to be be pretty good, especially, you know, off the mound. I think, uh, you know, with our rotation, the way it's it's lining up, I think it's has a chance to be a really good rotation with, with Kluber, Lynn, and, and Minor kind of kind of a three-headed monster, especially with Minor and um, and Lynn coming off the years they had last year and their, you know, their, their track records, their, their veteran guys that, that know what they're doing and they've obviously had some success. And then obviously, you know, having Kluber um, joining the staff, I think that's a, that's a huge upgrade for us, um, especially if we, you know, if we get the Kluber that you know, we, we know we're, you know, we're expecting to get, um, that can be, you know, a huge upgrade. And then I think anytime you have a, a deep, deep rotation, um, that always helps out your bullpen because um, you're not pitching. You're not asking the bullpen to, to get, you know, overused or our guys are have more solidified roles. And I think you can have a lot more success that way. And I think a lot of our arms in the pen are very talented. I think we have some guys that are maybe a little, un, little unproven, but I think our talent, and you know some of the stuff that's going to come out of the pen is pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, I think we 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 have a decent amount of velocity coming out of the pen, and we have a lot of different looks. Um, so that's exciting. I think uh, coming into my first first major league job, um, it's a really good situation because um, you know Julio, our pitching coach, um, you know he just went through his first year as a major league coach, so he's got that under his belt, and um, I can kind of lean on him for for advice and things. And then just kind of coming into a situation to where you feel good about about your rotation, then you feel good about you know the bullpen you're going to have, and and we're going to have some pretty good depth there too. So that's exciting, and I think that's it's almost like you you try to not go in there kind of guns blazing to kind of like mm-hmm. show everyone what you know, but you kind of like almost in certain situations almost stay out of their way because they already are pretty good, and you're there to kind of lend a hand whenever they need it. So that's that's kind of my approach right now is to to be patient with with these guys and kind of just like I said earlier get to know them and build those relationships. But I, I am excited with you know the, with with the potential we have. I know potential is kind of a bad word to use sometimes, but I think we we have a chance to be pretty good. That's exciting. Yeah, definitely. I was oh, yeah. I was curious. Um, I just wanted to ask a question. Um, I was just curious. How does it work as far as like exactly what the bullpen coach does like what do you, do you have like a plan going down when you get to spring training as far as like a daily routine and also do you work with the starters at all and does the pitching coach work with the relievers at all kind of yeah, how does so, that work hand yeah in so hand? basically like you know the way the way I, it was explained to me and the kind of the way that i've seen it operate in the past is that you always say i'm the bullpen coach so i will probably work closer with the relievers on most days, but I'm also kind of the assistant pitching coach too. So 
it's not it's not going to be like you know Julio deals with just the starters. You know I'm 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 dealing with just the relievers. Uh, it'll definitely be a group effort, um, and not and that's just not just me and Julio too. It's got to be a group effort between you know myself and Julio and you know the, the trainers, strength coach, the other coaches like. Um, but yeah, basically it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm here to, to help out and, you know, kind of share my thoughts, share my ideas uh, on certain guys, certain things. Um, I think, I think the biggest, biggest thing with the bullpen coach and having that role is to make sure that, you know, guys are prepared, um, on any given day and that, um, you're there to give them as much information as they want or need. And you're making sure that, you know, when the game starts, that, you've kind of, you, you've covered everything you can cover leading up to that game. And that when guys are you know preparing to go into the game, they're doing, you know, they're, they're, they're preparing the right way. They're, they're doing their routine, how they should be doing. Um, and you're making sure that, that you're at least sitting them into the game, knowing that you, you didn't really leave anything unturned. You're going to miss stuff that happens throughout a season. But I think the biggest thing is to, um, make sure that, you know, like the starters prepare, starters have their routines to where they, they throw their sides, they go through all their scouting reports. But as a bullpen coach, you got to make sure you're, you're doing your best to make sure the relievers are doing some form of that. Um, and however that looks like, you know, I don't know. I think, I think spring training is the time to kind of figure that out with guys and have conversations of, of what they like, what they you know what they want what they don't want you know what you know or new things you can kind of bring to their attention of, of how they prepare um but I, that's a big part of what i'm going to try to get across to these guys is um you know it doesn't really matter you know how you, what your stuff is your stuff's your stuff but can we can we be really good at preparing and making sure that when you go out there you have enough kind of ammunition to to attack hitters speaking of that preparation i was just curious how in the past the past couple organizations you've been in and even i'm sure it's completely different from when you played also is what kind of what kind of how has the technology changed as far as the scouting what kind of analytics are used and things like that in preparation for yeah, getting I mean, a, a big series against the angels like how does how does the clerk get ready to face mike trout or something like that is there anything different now like i said than when you were playing or anything you've noticed in the past couple of years Oh yeah, I mean it's it's changed from you know when I was playing. Like I, I think it, it, I don't think the the process and the the kind of the, the way you would go about preparing has really changed. I think it's just the amount of information we have now, and you've that's that kind of comes in the part where as being a coach, you have to kind of figure out you can't no longer are the days where you treat everyone the same, where you just have kind of a blanket. Um, scouting report for a hitter like okay we're gonna everyone's right. gonna pitch pitch mike trout this way um i think with all the information we have it's makes it to where we can be a lot more individualized so where you know lance land and leclerc or uh, jesse chavez like those guys are probably gonna have an idea of what mike trout does obviously well and what he doesn't do well but um they're probably not going to pitch. They're all, all three of those guys are probably not going to pitch in the same, you know? So I think those are things that we can be better at and we can make sure that we're, you know, checking those boxes and making sure that we're letting the players kind of own, own their own plans and own their own kind of, you know, processes of how they do things. Um, 
and, and getting away from, okay, we're just going to do this to everybody. And I, I don't think that really kind of works anymore with, especially with the good hitters. Cause I think you have to be able to make adjustments and, and be unpredictable in a certain way. Um, and then like this, the technology and all the data, there's just, a, there's a lot of it's, I guess, newer, but it's just, there's, there's a lot more of it. And if, I think it's how you present it to the players. Or if, if you're able to take it and, you know, look at, look at what's going on with a certain hitter facing a certain pitcher, but can you explain that to a player in a way that he's going to understand it in a way that he's going to use and finding out, you know, what's, what's too much maybe for a certain guy and then what guys can handle more. Um, and then also using that to balance, like talking to the catchers too, because they're kind of your pitching coach on the field and cause just learning how to balance all that. I think it's just, it's a lot more in-depth process. It's, it's still the same, but I think there's just more detail to it now, but I think we can also get wrapped up in a lot of stuff too. And you kind of like, can kind of start going down rabbit holes and you kind of forget that, well, let's just rely on our strengths. And that's how a lot of guys, a lot of guys like to operate that way. But I think when you start game planning and, and going over preparing, I think that that helps guys kind of formulate, you know, better, better ways to have more adjustability in their game um, and not just relying on like their pure good stuff every night. Cause there's nights where you don't have your, your best fastball, your best breaking ball, and can we formulate plans to to combat that, you know? Yeah, paralysis by analysis, right? <laughs> when you have yeah. too much information, it's just like, what am I looking at here? <laughs> yeah, and that, I think that's the balance of of trying to figure out, you know, what players what players want what. You know, some guys like to know every little thing, and some guys only want – you know, bits and pieces. And then some guys are visual learners. Some guys, um, you know, want to see heat maps. They want to see where they have to throw their fastball, where this, where their breaking ball has got to be for a, for a swing and miss, not, not just on the numbers, but they want to like see it visually. Um, so it's just, it's just finding those balances of, of how guys want to be coached and how guys want information presented to them. And I think that probably makes it more challenging than it used to be. Um, but I think it also makes it better because the players can kind of be, they can be individualized and they can, they can own their, their plan, their process. And they can, they can, they know if they execute that they're not, they're going to have a hundred percent success, but they, they're going to be, you know, the best version of themselves, you know, more often than not, if, if they're doing things that, that are, you know, over time that are sustainable, that they're going to have success with. How'd you guys start this podcast? Um, we actually started last. It was like last, uh, se- uh, yeah, last season, but like mm-hmm. right, right before the season. And it's well, uh, we were, we write for like a site. And okay. John, Johnny's actually the he's the creator of it, and he wanted to like do a baseball podcast. So we just I reached out to him and was like, oh, I can, I'm down for doing starting this podcast. So nice. and then I I just started to host it. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's been yeah. We've gotten uh, we started it kind of last year, but it kind of you know it was a little less consistent because we just started the website a year and a half ago. Okay. So this year we're definitely getting more into it. We've done a lot of different team uh, previews and stuff like that, and uh, this year we're going to be more and more we're getting more and more popular. The, the scorecrow.com is the uh, website, 
So we've only been a site for a year and a half, but we're getting there and it's it's been building. So it's Good. been great. Just looking yeah. forward to That's looking awesome. forward to baseball. You know, we cover football, basketball, and hockey oh, wow. as well, fantasy sports and stuff like that too. DFS, everything. So busy then, huh? Yeah, yeah, busy. I actually have to work on my uh, fantasy catcher rankings tonight to have it out tomorrow. So, <laughs> oh, wow. all right, got it. That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Thanks again for coming on, talking yeah, some. Yeah, no problem. Sorry about all the uh, the mix up on the uh, the technology. I'm good with the uh, the baseball technology. That's not this the Skype stuff. So <laughs> yeah, it's all right. <laughs> But no, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, no yeah. Congratulations on the job and uh, good luck this year. So you no, I appreciate it. Yeah, they can reach yep. out anytime you guys want. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks Thank a lot. You. See you guys. See you. Bye.